just kind of give you a little background on it. it. It was one of these times when I was just saying, Lord, um, help us to understand how you work in ways that we sometimes don't get. Help us to be bold and say yes, kind of like we had just heard. And, and there's a scripture passage that I love. At one point when the church is going through a difficult time, uh, they're not, they don't back down, you know. They go, Lord, consider the threats, consider the stuff going on. But enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. I read this a few weeks ago when I was speaking on this, and he said, after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. So, Tani, I'm so glad you're here. Um, Thank you. Take a seat, and we'll be here for a few minutes. And uh, what, I, what I'm excited to have um, happen in this time is I titled your, 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 I didn't give you the opportunity even to title it, but I titled it Unexpected Blessing. Because there are times in our life where things get really hard, confusing, and difficult, and it's in those times we're kind of shaken to the core of who we are. And when we're shaken to the core of who we are, here's what's really kind of cool. If you're open and you, and you may be in this place and had no faith, no understanding, you're here for the first time and kind of checking out what is this church stuff about. Sometimes when we're shaken to the core of who we are and we turn to God, he will reveal himself to the core of who he is, what we begin to experience his love. I shouldn't say sometimes. When we turn to God, he does that. And so that is kind of somewhat reflective of your story. So I just wanted to say that to kind of let you kind of get into it. So why don't you tell us a little bit of background about who you are and, and um, maybe even why you have a story here. Sure. Um, well, I'm Tani Cullen, and uh, I'm really pleased to be here with you this morning. Um, my husband and I uh, ended up meeting in college. And, uh, uh, you know, I, when I was a kid, I went to a Christian Baptist school. So I learned all about the Word of God there and, you know, lots of scripture memorization and that sort of thing. And then I ended up going to a Catholic college, and uh, I met my husband, and we were involved in theater together. And so the early parts of our relationship were mostly uh, dramatic because of theater, and that, yeah. was, that was really it. <laughs> but, uh, so you're kind of the spiritual hybrid with a yeah, lot of drama. Yeah, a little bit drama. of a spiritual okay. yep. hybrid yep. there, yep. but... Uh, we ended up wanting to move out to Minnesota from North Dakota because it's warmer here. So, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, we moved out here about uh, 16 years ago. And uh, while we were while we were out here, um, we were looking for a place to you know call our, our church home. And um, Joe, being Catholic, we would go to his church one week, and then I was looking for a church. And you know, eventually we found a church on the Northeast Metro called Eaglebrook Church. And um, we thought, you know, this, this is okay. And, and it was something that we were able to call our church. So, you know, if you have a spouse from another background, sometimes yep. it can be hard to merge. But it was like, this was our church together. We found it together. So we got involved in the drama team there. And uh, back before videos, you know. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> we got involved in the drama team. And, 
Anyway, we were, you know, really excited about being part of this, and eventually I actually came on staff at Eagle Brook okay. as the director of communications there, and uh, would go on for 13 years to work there, eventually becoming a ministry director and a licensed pastor okay. there at the end of my tenure there. So, um, pastor Tani. Pastor Tani, anyway, anyway. you can call me that, that's yeah. all right. <laughs> um, MD, I like too, because oh, ministry director yeah. makes me feel oh, like yeah. a doctor. Yeah, sounds like a doctor. That's really important. Yeah. I like that too. Yeah, so... Um, so my husband and I, uh, we were having, you know, just things were going well. We got established in our home. We, you know, were working and, you know, things were going well as a young couple. And, you know, at one point we thought, life is feeling a little routine. What should we do? Like, my husband goes, you know, maybe we should take a cooking class together or something like that. And I was like, yeah, maybe we should start a family. Ooh. <laughs> And sometimes I wish I could go back to young Joe and Tani and be like, take the cooking class, you know? <laughs> wow. <laughs> you don't know what you're getting into, no. Um, but at that point, we had been married for about uh, seven years. About a year later, we gave birth to our son, Josiah. Okay. So and, tell us a little bit about, so you have your first child. Yeah. What's that like? What happened in your family's result? Yeah, so, so Josiah, he was, he was born super healthy, lovely, everything was wonderful, and of course, you know, uh, a place where we were a two-income family and things mm -hmm. like that, so you got to juggle those things, but really, life was good, and we had done all the things that we thought, you know, a young couple needs to do to make good decisions for your life, and yeah. we moved in our first single family home, and, you know, we're going to raise our family here, we're going to have the fence, and 2.5 kids and yep. a dog. Yep. So, and yeah. so, as that happened... He's doing well. What happens? Because part of the yeah. story centers around Josiah. Right. So um, things are going along well with our little guy. He's happy. He's healthy. He's sociable. Um, somewhere around 19 months, um, all of a sudden, he very drastically uh, began to lose eye contact with us. He began to lose the words that he had, words like mama and daddy. Um, he, he just seemed to be turning into his own world. He was flipping light switches on off, on off, on off. And we, we weren't quite sure what had happened there. And, uh, and that's when, um, my husband's parents actually brought up, they had come to North Dakota or they had come to Minnesota from North Dakota to visit us. And, um, they were like, he seems different than he was before, and I think you need to get it checked out. So what did you do, and what, what were you feeling as you went through this? Whole oh, my goodness. So uh, we didn't know what was going on. I mean, things, were, things happened very quickly over about a three-week period of time. So what we thought we had mm -hmm. was not what we had. As we uh, went to the doctor, you know, the doctor said, oh, I, you know, he, he's probably, he's probably fine. Let's wait and see for six months. And I'm like, or what's the other yeah. alternative? Because I wasn't willing to do that. Well, we continued to press in and over a period of four months of testing and every kind of test you can imagine with um, different therapists and things like that. Um, we finally sat across the table in a boardroom and uh, they gave us a folder and it had branded on the top of it, Autism Spectrum Disorder. And uh, that was the sentence yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was passed on us. And that really uh, what autism does is it, it affects your ability to communicate, to socialize, sensory dysregulation, yep. um, self-help skills, all of those things. It's really a global problem. Mm -hmm. And um, they said, no known cause, no known cure. 
lifelong. So that's all on your plate. I'm sure that's starting to shake you emotionally. How do you, I mean, what do you do next after that? Yeah. Uh, as we were leaving this place where we had, had testing for two days, um, of course you're just, you feel like you've been hit by a Mack truck. And at that mm-hmm. point there was some relief because it's like finally we know. Yeah, sure. But we had this label and I looked at my little curly-headed beautiful son falling asleep in the back seat of the car. And I remember thinking, God, how do you hope when there is no hope? Mm-hmm. What do you do with that? So that was something that was, as a Christ follower, not only as a mother, but as a Christ yeah. follower, I had to sit with that, what do I do when there is no hope? Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really, uh, it was a difficult thing because really I felt like, you know, we were doing all the right things. I mean, I'm checking off all the things sure. I'm supposed to be doing at church. And God, I'm offering, I'm serving you with my life. We prayed over this child from way before he was ever born why is this happening? What, what has become of you as protector? And, yeah, yeah. and certainly I was, um, I think, offended yeah, sure. at God. Yeah, this is my only child. Be and a little what, bit angry, happened? frustrated. Yeah. What's, so, so what did you do? I and mean, what, what did hope look like? How did that move forward in your life? Yeah, so, um, you know, you go through grief. Um, you're faced, when you're faced with something like this, it's, it was different than anything I'd experienced mm-hmm. before where you have something maybe happen in your life and there's a closure and then you have to heal from that and move on. This was something where it was unresolved. It was a far distant finish line that I didn't even know where that was. And certainly with autism, uh, with, with the medical situation, they, they really give you nothing that you can do. So we really threw ourselves into, well, what can we do? And we got him into therapy center, mm-hmm. 40 hours a week of therapy at two years old, you know. We got him, uh, we, we went the biomedical route, which is alternative, you know, where we, we spent hundreds of dollars on vitamins sure. and things so, like that. So you're going down one route. You have a medical route where you're just trying to do what you can. Yeah. And I know there's this, you had shared with me, this magic age of five. If you can kind yeah. of arrest it or do something, that's really essential. So you're, you're moving that way. What about spiritually? What are you doing before mm-hmm. God? Are you, are you mm-hmm. so angry? Are you crying out to him? Are you reading yeah. God's word? Do you put it aside? I mean, what, what goes yeah, on? well, really for me what happened was I, um, I went through a period where you feel like everything just... I, I felt like I needed to fill God more than than I ever had, but it felt like I was praying to just a big dark nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just couldn't feel Him, and um, I remember one day I sat down and I wrote ten questions to God, mm-hmm. and I said, God. Here are my questions, and many of them had to do with healing and protection and his plans for us, because mm-hmm. this is my child, yeah. and this is our lives. And I, I said, God, I don't care what my pastor says about this. I don't care what my friends say about this. I, I want to know what you say about sure. this, mm-hmm. this situation, because I don't even know how to pray over yeah. this. And so please reveal yourself to me in your word. And I, I took those questions and I kept them beside my Bible every single day. So whenever I'd go in my Bible, I would say, you know, this Bible, this can't just be like I'm reading some poetry over my Wheaties. This has to matter. This has to be right. real. Right. You're, you're kind of like, God, show up, reveal yourself yes. to me through your word. So, yeah, what do you, so what what do you say in here? Well, you know, as I went along, I, I saw God was a God 
of healing all throughout the Bible. And Jesus, you know, certainly his ministry, he healed everyone who came to him, who came to him. I started identifying with the parents that were desperate that came to Jesus. I love that when you shared that with me. You had this deep identification with a person in the Bible, any parent bringing their child to God. Yeah, I mean, as a parent, it's one thing for a person to bring themselves to Mm -hmm. God. But you kind of have this protectiveness over your (laughs) child where you're like, I'm all this child has, and I'm bringing him before you. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not quite sure if I can trust you with him. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I really identified especially with uh, Jairus in the Bible, who's, mm-hmm. whose daughter's back and she's, she's ill. He thinks that she's ill and almost dying, and he runs to, the, to Jesus and in that pursuit, of course, Jesus gets, you know, <laughs> taken and like, oh, come over here. And so he's he interrupted thinks he's in the middle. The, yep, yeah, yep. he thinks he's missed the opportunity. But, but a person comes up and says, your daughter is dead. Don't, don't bother the master yeah. anymore. Yeah. And I could, I, I could feel that. Like when you have a label, when you have a diagnosis, it's over. <laughs> Deal with it. Yeah. I felt like that was the, that's what we hear. That, that's the that, strongest acceptance. voice in your head. It's a strong voice. But what happened in that? Yeah, so um, Jesus had said to Jairus, don't be afraid, just believe. Don't be afraid, just believe. I would keep those words before me. Don't be afraid, just believe. Time went on, and uh, I continued to just press into God and to healing and there was one particular time, a pivotal moment mm-hmm. in, in my life, when uh, it was Autism Awareness Day, August, or April 2nd, one year. And it was Autism Awareness Day, and it's all over the news. And, you know, it's one in 58 kids now. Back then, it was one in, 50, one mm-hmm. in 150 mm-hmm. kids. So they're talking about this all over the news. And I was doing some blogging, and I thought, I'm going to blog about this and stuff. And as I'm getting ready to blog, it hits me. It is also Good Friday that same day. And it was like the Spirit of God came upon me and he said, this is the day that I took stripes on my back for healing. And it's World Autism Awareness Day. Who's, whose voice in your life is louder? Yeah. My voice or autism's voice? So God kind of says, pay attention to my voice. And yet, at the same time, Josiah's not getting any better. Yeah. It's getting worse, right? Yeah, we put... We put everything we could into uh, what we could do and certainly prayed for God to open up opportunities. I only, I only went where I thought the Lord was leading. And uh, there was that five-year window, you know, where it's like if you can maybe get uh, speech, for instance, before five years, he may not be the, the child that is one in, you know, the 40% that doesn't sure. speak. He might be the, of the 60% that speaks and gets better. Well, we did everything, including hyperbaric oxygen chambers, you know. I mean, we just ran all over the place trying to help him. And that, as that five-year window was closing... We had the psychologist report, and it said, severely affected in every way. So Josiah would not be on the mild side. He would be on the severe side. And that is a very large, um, weighty word. It's a very strong voice. It's that kind of voice that says your daughter's died. The kind of thing like, it's give up hope. And you didn't. You continued to just, I'm sure there's many times you've felt that way, but you continued 
to just lean into God. And uh, so what happened? What, what were some of the changes then after that five-year mark? Um, so they, they started, um, we, had, we had bought an iPad. Um, I just knew that that was going to be something that was going to be helpful for him. Uh, they started using picture communication. That was really the only way that he could communicate with us. And it was very simple, like, I want, a co- I want cookie, you know, <laughs> by pictures. So you would, you would ask a question and then he would point to? Um, it, it wasn't even always asking questions. It was just his unction, you know. Okay. I want cookie, I want milk, mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. But I really didn't know my son. You don't know what his favorites are. <laughs> you don't know what he's thinking, you know. He's not communicating. He's so. not communicating. It's, it's very difficult when you have a child that you, you don't feel like you know him well. Yeah. And so anyway, I, um, as time went on, I heard, I watched this documentary called The Mother's Courage. I, I saw in this documentary a s- child that looked a lot like my kid. She came and she's looking at all the different things that are happening and she comes to a place where there is a mother from India who had moved over to the States and she had taught her child who was uh, very severely autistic and couldn't talk how to communicate and learn and spell. And when I watched that, I just knew I had to do that mm-hmm. for Josiah. Mm-hmm. So you felt led in that direction. Yeah. So what, what happens? Well, um, I, I saw that she just had one place in Texas, and she only took kids that were seven and above, and she was always booked. And I just start Googling, and all of a sudden I see that there was a woman, one woman, who apprenticed under her for three years, and she had moved back to Green Bay, Wisconsin, okay. her hometown, to set up a clinic that does this yeah, We'll forgive Green thing. Bay. Maybe there's something good there. But yeah. Anyway. <laughs> cheese curds. Yeah, 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 maybe that's true. Call horse. Anyway. Yeah. So, so I, I could go there for four days with Josiah and do one-on-one sessions with him uh, using what was called the rapid prompting method. So I take Josiah to that place and it's at that place where she is showing me and I'm realizing all of a sudden this child, it's, he can understand. He's making choices and he's not just, he doesn't have the mind of a toddler. He is absorbing and uh, I really had hope ignited so you, at that point. So you saw him somewhat engaged at seven years of age like you hadn't before there. Yeah, he was five at that time. Five, yeah. okay. So, yeah. so what happens with the iPad or what's, what's going on? Yeah, so um, as time goes on, you know, I, I, you know I, I bring him home and try to do the same things that she does. And, of course, he, <laughs> he completely throws a fit for me. You know, <laughs> doesn't want to do any of it. But we continue to work through. And I had been doing it with him for about a year. Uh, went back a year later uh, for a refresher course. And at this refresher course with her, he independently spells the word brown. Well, at that point, I'm thinking he's just only repeating back what words that I'm giving him, trying to help him spell. And it was like that, again, just helped me to move, keep moving forward. I was so excited. He can spell brown. I mean, that seemed huge to me. So we come back home, and uh, about a month and a half later, something very profound happens. And uh, that's really where this story, you know, kind, kind of, of picks, starts <laughs> moving in. now. Okay, so what, so what happened? Yeah, so um, it's a Saturday night, and I'm with my son. We're sitting at the table, and we're doing a lesson. And I said, you can choose. Do you want to read from the science book, or do you want to read from the children's Bible? So you how know, did you answer that? Actually, I write it on a piece of paper. Children's book, or, children, or science, or the children's Bible. So Rip it in half. Okay. Choose. Like... It's auditory and it's verbal, okay? And so he chose the children's Bible. And so I opened up the children's Bible, and uh, it's a teach-ask method. So what I'm doing is I say, 
we open up where Jesus has healed the blind man. And I say, Josiah, Jesus healed the blind man. What did Jesus do? Did he H-E-A-L heal the blind man or did he P-L-A-Y play with the blind man? Rip the paper in half, heal or play, choose. He chooses heal. We have these stencils, but also the iPad that uh, we use that have the letters in alphabetical order. So I said, let's spell heal. And so we go over, and he, he, he touches G. And I'm like, ah, he's not getting it. <laughs> and then he touches O. And I'm like, oh, go. He proceeds to type his first independent sentence ever, God is a good gift giver. And, so what are you doing? Well, I, well, first of all, I was like, <laughs> okay, did I crack? I mean, I know I'm not on, I'm not on drugs. Yeah. I'm not... I really thought I was on candid camera. I, I, it was a very, it was one of those very strange things where it's like this is completely unexpected, and I caught me off guard. Yeah. And I was like, okay, did that actually just happen? And I, I was like, Josiah, yes, God is a good gift giver, and I knew this was a, a construct that I hadn't said. You know, God is a good gift giver, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yes, He is a good gift giver. How, how do you know that? And then he types. God is very capable. And uh, so now you're really wondering. <laughs> so now I'm really like, something happened. Yeah. Something happened. Yeah. What, so what was the follow-up of all that? So um, at that point, I'm like, I, you know, of course, I'm calling my mom. I'm, I'm calling Joe. <laughs> I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm freaking out. My child I really, born, I really, let me tell you, I really thought uh, this was... God, he, God was going to heal him now. I mean, this was just, this was just happening. Yeah. Um, so at that time, everything is swelling to, he's going to be healed. I mean, something happened. I, I don't know what's going on, but something has happened. I began to, um, throughout that weekend, uh, you know, I'm taking him to Savers. I'm like, what kind of books do you want? He's, he's answering questions, you know, his favorites. I'm just asking him everything. You're getting to know your child. I'm trying yeah. to get to know my yeah. child, and it's just really exciting. As time goes on, though, um, something's really strange. I'm starting to notice that um, he knows things that he's never been taught. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how that's happening. And um, eventually, he is writing things that... He's having a hard time totally describing them, but it sounds like things of heaven Mm -hmm. somehow. And I'm trying to figure out how this is happening. Mm So that really kind of shook me up. I'm like, what are you talking about? Where are you getting this? Because I have no grid for this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> so that, that began to happen. Okay. And so that's happening. Um, you had mentioned about, like, written a song or did some things like yeah, that. Yeah, so the, the, that uh, as we... time goes on, I'm noticing he's, he's saying these things of heaven. I, I decide to give him a line. Mm-hmm. Josiah... Please finish this line. My favorite place in heaven is. And uh, it was at that point that he, he wrote his first song. And it's, my favorite place in heaven is over peaceful waters. Now, I might just interrupt. Is he writing paragraphs or things like this at this point? Has he yes, he's anything? writing paragraphs. Okay. He's, and he's writing very, like, proper English. Okay, okay. Uh, yes. So, but he has not written anything like a poem at yeah. this point. My favorite place in heaven is over peaceful waters. Peace is real. 
Tired souls naturally test peace. Roses are so stunning. Worship the king. Sing loud to the prize pardon who requires praise. Angels taste of his holiness. Great attitude of praise. All you worship the Lord together, please him. Send a noise to the king on the throne. <laughs> okay, as this is being written, as I'm watching this, I'm like... I don't think I've ever heard anybody say anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And he hasn't heard anybody say anything yeah. like that. And I don't think you could say anything like that unless you've experienced something like yeah, that. Yeah. So that, that shook me up a bit. <laughs> so things are getting kind of bizarre. And as that's kind of happening, yeah. he's writing these kind of things. What else? Yeah. What does that lead to? Yeah, so um, <clears throat> these things would start happening where I was uh, messaging someone on Facebook, for instance. And um, they needed prayer or something like that. So I'd, I'd be praying, you know, I'd send them some encouragement. And then later he would, he would be like, he, I wouldn't say anything, and he wouldn't see anything. And he would have something, like a word for them. Mm-hmm. Without knowing. Without knowing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't tell them this. Like, what are they going to think? That's, but there were some people that I would trust. And I would just say, this might sound really strange, but... And they, there would be a phrase or there would be something in there that they'd be like, that's, that, yes, that happened. Something that I didn't know yeah. and something that no one would have known. And so this, this kind of thing started happening. And, I, you know, I didn't have a grip for this. This is bizarre. So then you had this weird experience you shared that at yeah. a certain point you're like at Mall America or yeah, something. Yeah. The, the, one of my favorite <laughs> experiences is we are, um, we are at the IMAX theater at the zoo one day and we go to the IMAX and afterwards I take out the iPad, Josiah, where do you want to go now? And he says, um, he types, take me to the Mall of America and God will have a surprise for you there. I was like, okay. Okay. That could be anything, I suppose. Thousand dollar gift card. Yeah, I know. (laughs) That's awesome. If God wants to take me shopping, that's great. We'll see if that passes with my husband. So, what right? is, so. so I'm sure you're like going, what's going on? You go yeah. there, what happens? We go to the Mall of America. Um, first thing we do is it's, it's around supper time. We go get Josiah his hamburgers. I, we, then we go over to Noodles and Company, and I eat my deal, and we're done. And all of a sudden, we get up, and Josiah, I, I always hold his hand, um, but he never really leads me. Well, at this point... We're walking down the hall, and he is, like, pulling me to this particular place. And I don't know where we're going. I, I'm not sure if he's thinking of a toy or something. But he takes me to this particular place, and there's this bench in front of a store. And, um, you know, it's open in the middle of the Mall of America, and then there's, like, benches kind of on the railing. And so um, we sit down, and I take out the iPad like I often do. What, what, you know, what are you thinking, bud? And he types... You are going to have to uh, talk to the nice lady that nodded at me spiritually. <laughs> and I was like, we're in the Mall of America. Like, who are you talking about? <laughs> and, he, and then he goes on to say, uh, he goes on to type, she, she is in the Wiccan religion, and God wants her to know that he wants to be her papa she has daddy issues, and he wants to have her eyes, and he wants to have her ears, and tell her that he loves her. Yeah. And I'm like, and you know, Josiah's words all get saved in the iPad, but you have to flip it over, and it, it didn't, um, it would run all together, 
you know, no spaces or punctuation, punctuations. So I was like, I, my heart's just like pounding. I'm like, God, you're not going to have me do something like what <laughs> I can't, what kind of surprise I, are we in for? Like, yeah. You're not going to have me just approach somebody out of the blue. But I start looking around, and I have no clue who he'd be talking about. Suddenly, way down, I see, uh, I see these, this group of 20-somethings uh, kind of conversing. And there's this girl sitting to her back, with her back to me, way down there. And, and she has a black cape on. So I'm like, black cape, which is which. Yeah. Yeah, there you okay, go. got yeah. it. Like, it has to be her. <laughs> okay, God, you don't want me to go over there, do you? You know, and I'm just like playing this all out. I just, this is weird. And so, um, jo- I said, Josiah, I don't have to go over there. Do I, you know, and, and, <laughs> he's, and, and in the meantime, they get up and they start walking right in front of my bench, the bench that we're sitting on. And so I have that moment where I just go, excuse me. <laughs> and I'm like, hi. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, you don't know me. Um, can, can I talk to you for a second? She's got four other friends around her. Can I talk to you for a second? And um, I say, can, are you spiritually inclined? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I guess. And, um, <laughs> and uh, you know, I explain, I'm like, this is my son Josiah. He has autism, he can't speak. He's very spiritually attuned. And I think he has a message for you. So long story short, I'm, sit, I'm standing there and I'm like not looking up and I'm trying to read these words that are all kind of going together. And I say those things to her and I look up and I say, does that mean anything to you? And she goes, no, not, not really. And of course, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I've totally made a fool of myself. This was, I miss God, you know, whatever. The girl beside her, shirt blonde hair, cute little thing, had a yellow sunny tank top on, says, that's not her, but that's me. And she takes her shirt and shows me the five-star tattoo, five-point star tattoo on her chest. She says, I'm in the Wiccan religion, and I've been told I have daddy issues. And everything that you were saying, I just started getting hot. And, and I'm like... Okay, <laughs> you just look like. Yeah. Don't judge by mere appearance. No. <laughs> nice cape, by the way. Okay, you. <laughs> you, I have a message for. Yeah. And and I and I was like, whoa! I said, what does this mean to you? I said, we are in the biggest mall in America, and God chose. God, God of the universe, Jesus, like the Christian God, (laughs) chose us somehow in time and space to intersect with you right here, right now. Like, what does that mean to you? Because I'm freaking out a little bit. (laughs) And, um, you know, we had this conversation. She's like, "I, I used to be Lutheran. I haven't gone to church since I was in ninth grade. I don't quite know what to do with this, you know, and... And um, I proceeded to get her email and sent her that and, you know, hugging her, blessing them, you know, and her kids are like, I think it means you're not supposed to be in Wiccan anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I never heard back from her again, but Kevin, God did something very radical in my heart Mm -hmm. when that happened, and it was this. The Father pursues those that don't even care about him and in fact 
are in complete opposition to him, that he would love her enough to literally move heaven and earth and time and space to grab her. And I don't know what she did with it, but there was a God encounter there for her that maybe one day will result in something. And there was also, I mean, which is so powerful. I mean, you are here, and if you're doubting at all, you're not here by mistake. God deeply loves each and every one of us. He moves heavens and earth to move us in that. But what he wants to do is reveal himself to us as this loving father who loves us and cares for us and provides for us and doesn't want us to live this worried, hurried, stressed-out life that I live and you live. But to know he just deeply loves us. But I think the thing that's cool, too, is God was doing something huge in your heart. Oh, as you pressed yeah. in, in faith... I mean, you still haven't seen a, a complete healing, mm-hmm. but you did begin to start having a revelation because you said, God, I, when you went to his word, you said you need to know him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's been huge, isn't it? Yeah, God, I, I just, he's healed me. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I needed to be healed. <laughs> I, a good Christian girl believes in God. Yeah. I didn't think that I had an orphan spirit. Yeah that needed Father to love me and to take away the offense that I had. And actually, what was most difficult is believing that he withholds from me, Mm -hmm. that he would withhold from me unless I would do something. Uh, And so God has really revealed to me so much of who he is. In fact, Josiah daily writes these proverbs these wisdom words he writes other stuff too we have conversations of a normal child do you know but but one day he's he's writing all these wisdom words and uh, quotes and and poetry and things like that and one day he says to me he writes to me mom i tell you all these things but how come you never put them on facebook (laughs) and i'm like are you kidding me? Like, people will think I've completely lost it, you know? And um, so I continued to lean in, and, and we, we ended up, um, I have a Facebook page, page called Josiah's Fire. Yeah. And um, almost every day, we just put, we put quotes on there. It's public. So, like, faith, you can go picture, to it. faith is faith picture, is it, picture done. it done. Or sing, sing like, like an, an overcomer. overcomer. So you're your personal yeah. like encourager. He is. He that is. just comes alongside. And and he he has this he has this childlike faith yeah. Yeah. that honestly the scripture that says he will use the simple to confound the wise. Yeah. I thought I was the wise. Yeah. Yeah. But God has confounded me yeah. <laughs> over well, and over you know, again. And, and Tony, we, just a few minutes, but I just got to say that message. As I, as a pastor in this very, what I call, resource-rich area community, uh, more and more, I just see God going, we got to be really humble and simple and stupid (laughs) in a good way, in the sense of, because he will confound the wise, the resource-rich with the fact that he has the resources that we think we have. Yeah. And, and I really believe the way the light will penetrate the darkness here is, is when he begins to do those kind of things that just people go, wow, this is, I couldn't do this. I couldn't make this. This is God at work. Yeah. And so I, you know, I, I know as we talked about this, you know, Josiah is 10 now. He will be 10 in October. 10 in October. It's still what you have phrased an open-ended miracle, right? Yeah. 
You're still I'm pressing, pressing in, in to God I'm pressing to whatever in. he chooses. I'm believing for him to walk out of autism. Yeah. And you know what? If he doesn't, mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of have that attitude like the ones that were in the, in the fiery furnace. Yeah. Yeah. Our God will deliver us. Yeah. Yeah. But if he doesn't, we will still not bow. We, we, still, we still believe. <laughs> yeah, we still we will believe. Not, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, just, I just want, um, I told you that it was going to be difficult because there's so many strands in which to, to go in this. But something that looked so severe and so crushing, which had those things that crushed in some ways you to a place of incredible, you and your husband, to dependency, has been something that God has used to reveal himself Mm -hmm. in powerful ways. Absolutely. Which is really possible in those kind of difficulties that God is saying, look to me, look to me and trust. There's unexplainable blessing. There may not be immediate blessing responses because that process of growth is what God is so desiring to see in us. God speaks in our language. He speaks in a language that will connect with us where our spirits rise up and say, that's truth. And I think that he's very creative in the ways that he does that. And when you see it and you know it's for you, you recognize it. And yeah. you, you have to take it at that point. Right. But Josiah very simply said, uh, typed to me one time, people will do well to know simply that he is Papa, that he is healer, and that he is helper. So deconstruct the mysteries of the Trinity by knowing he is Papa, mm-hmm. and he is healer, and he is helper. I'm going to ask the team to come. Would you just bow your, hair, your, your head with me as we pray? Um, I am so grateful, God, for Tani and for the words that you have spoken to us, that your spirit have spoken to our hearts, and, Jesus, that you have been glorified. And we would pray that as we live with you, our God, Father, that we would live in that sense with the eyes of a child, that, God, we would know that you are our Papa, you are our healer, and you are our helper. And that you can do incredible things, unexplainable blessings in our pain when we come to you. And we thank you in Christ's name. Amen.